What if I told you the financial situation that you really desire is a lot closer than you think? Whether you're interested in becoming debt-free, learning how to invest your hard-earned money, or just want to take your finances to the next level, you're in the right place. The Plenty Money Podcast is for anyone who believes that financial freedom is possible. What's up, everybody? Cornelius Davis here. Coming to you today from Aguadilla, Puerto Rico. Aguadilla is on the northwest side of Puerto Rico, in a very beautiful part of the island, in my opinion. I wanted to make sure I spent more time over here uh, this afternoon and maybe go check out Crash Bowl Beach a little bit later. Anyway, I want to welcome you all to another segment of the Plenty Money Podcast. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today. As you all know, it's tax season, and tax season can be a stressful time for many people, unfortunately. Uh, The good news is it doesn't have to be that way. You know, taxes are not nearly as complicated as some people think they are. And all it takes is some general knowledge, uh, some organizational skills, and a good tax professional that you can call on if you find yourself in need of help. And so being that we're in the heart of tax season, I figured it would be good to put together a quick segment on tax filing, you know, mainly just to share some general information that may be helpful to listeners as you prepare your 2022 taxes or even planning your tax strategy for 2023. You know, usually I offer some type of tips uh, but today I'll just be sharing some useful facts uh, as it relates to filing taxes. Number one, uh, be aware of the tax filing deadline. Uh, the deadline for filing your 2022 taxes is April 18th. And why is that date important? It's important because if you owe the IRS, and your taxes are not filed by the 18th, and the money that you owe the IRS is not paid by the 18th, then they begin accruing penalties and interest on April 19th. And the penalties are a failure to file and failure to pay. And these two penalties together equal a 5% penalty that's assessed monthly until it reaches 25%. And the penalty is based on the amount of money that you owe the IRS. And so in other words, let's say you owe the IRS $1,000. Then the penalty for failure to file, failure to pay would be $50 per month. And that may not sound like a lot, $50 a month. But in addition to that 5% penalty, the IRS also assesses interest on the amount of money that you owe. And so the interest rate that's charged is the short-term federal funds rate plus 3%. And right now, the short-term federal funds rate is at 4.5%. And so if you owe the IRS and the payment is not made by the 18th, April 18th, then the IRS will begin assessing a 7.5% interest on whatever it is that you owe. And that amount accrues daily. And this is even if you file an extension. 
you know, because some people think that if you file an extension, that saves you from the tax penalty. But that's not the case. Filing an extension will save you from the failure to file penalty, but it won't save you from the failure to pay penalty and it won't say uh, save you from the interest uh, that's accruing on whatever it is that you owe. And so when it comes to the filing deadline, the moral of the story is file and pay your taxes on time. You know, life is too short to get yourself in trouble with the IRS. Number two, understand your filing status. The IRS offers five different filing statuses, depending on what your situation is. Uh, the first one is single and single is for anyone who's not married. The second one is head of household. Head of household is for individuals who are not married, but have dependents. Uh, married filing joint. Married filing joint is for married couples who choose to file their taxes together. The fourth one is married filing separate. Married filing separate is for married couples who choose to file their taxes individually. And the fifth one is qualifying widow or widower with dependents. And this status is exclusively for individuals who lost a spouse within the last two years. And so for those of you who take the standard deduction, uh, your filing status determines the amount of that standard deduction. And so for single taxpayers in 2022, the standard deduction is $12,950. For head of household taxpayers, the standard deduction for 2022 is $19,400. For married filing joint taxpayers, the standard deduction for 2022 is $25,900. For married filing separate taxpayers, the standard deduction is the same as it is for single taxpayers, $12,950. For qualifying widowers, the standard deduction is the same as for married filing joint, which is $25,900. And it's also important to know that your filing status is based on your status on the last day of the year. And so say, for example, let's say you were single most of 2022 and then you got married in December. Well, your filing, your status at the end of the year is married. And so your filing status for 2022 would be either married filing separate or married filing jointly. And the opposite is also true. If you were married most of 2022, and you got divorced in December of 22, your status is now single and your filing status is also single. So just be sure that you're selecting both the appropriate filing status, but also the most advantageous uh, filing status. Number three, tax deductions. You know, fortunately, there are provisions in the tax code that allow us to reduce some of our income before it gets taxed. And these are called tax deductions. 
Tax deductions reduce the amount of your taxable income. And so obviously you want to take advantage of as many tax deductions as you're able to. Uh, we all know that everyone is entitled to taking either the standard deduction or itemizer deductions. And by the way, this has to be either or. You can't combine the two. Uh, itemized deductions are things like uh, mortgage interests, uh, real estate taxes, charitable deductions. Uh, you know, if the amount that you pay for these things are more than what the standard deduction offered to your particular filing status, then it makes sense to itemize deductions. If your standard deduction is more than the amount that you pay for these things, then it makes sense to take the standard deduction. So basically between these two, uh, you basically take the, the one that gives you the biggest tax break. The other tax deduction that's available to us are above the line deductions. And these are things like uh, IRA contributions, uh, HSA contributions, and student loan interest. And these are referred to as above-the-line deductions because they get subtracted before your adjusted gross income has been determined. Uh, itemized deductions and standard deductions are subtracted after your uh, adjusted gross income income has been determined. And so above the line deductions are really good because you get to take those in addition to the standard deduction or itemized deductions, whichever one you choose. Number four, uh, tax credits. And so tax credits are items that reduce the amount of tax that you owe on the income that you earn. And some common tax credits are, uh, let's say the child tax credit, um, child and dependent care credit, that's for like daycare expenses for your child, and then the uh, earned income credit. And so the way these tax credits work uh, is, let's say your tax liability for the year is $9,000, but you qualify for a $4,000 tax credit. And so that $4,000 would be subtracted from the $9,000 that you owe. And now uh, you would only owe $5,000 instead of $9,000. And this is important because, you know, let's say that you had $8,000 withheld from your pay, $8,000 in federal tax withheld from your pay, but you only owe the IRS $5,000, well, then that means they're going to send you $3,000 back. So tax credits reduce the amount of tax that you owe. And, and, uh, and tax credits fall into two categories. There's what you call refundable tax credits, and then there's also non-refundable tax credits. Non-refundable tax credits allow someone to receive a tax credit up to the amount of their tax liability. And so, for example... Uh, let's say someone qualified for a $1,000 non-refundable tax credit, but their tax liability was only $500. Well, they would only be able to use $500 of that tax credit because that's all they owe. Um, but on the other hand, if it was a refundable tax credit and that person 
uh, received a $1,000 refundable credit and their tax liability was only 500, then what would happen is their, their taxes would be reduced to zero and they would still receive that other $500 as a refund. And so that's basically the difference between a refundable and a non-refundable credit. So when it comes to tax credits, you know, just be aware of any tax credits that you qualify for and be sure to take advantage of that um, because it helps a great deal. And so those are the four basic things that I wanted to cover as it relates to uh, filing taxes. Um, but I do want to wrap up with some recent updates from the IRS that may also be uh, good to know. Number one, the child tax credit amount has changed for 2022. Uh, COVID legislation had temporarily increased the child tax credit to $3,600, up to $3,600 per dependent. Well, for 2022, that credit is back down to $2,000 per dependent, up to $2,000 per dependent. Uh, number two, the, uh, the earned income credit. COVID legislation had temporarily increased the earned income credit for taxpayers with no dependents up to $1,500. Well, for 2022, that credit is back down to $500. Number three, the child and dependent care credit. Uh, COVID legislation had temporarily increased the child and dependent care credit up to uh, $8,000. Well, for 2022, that credit is back down to $2,100. And then the charitable deductions. There was a provision in the COVID bill that allowed taxpayers to take up to a $500 charitable deduction without having to itemize well for 2022 that the provision has gone away and only those who itemize deductions will be eligible to take a charitable deduction in 2022 and then the inflation reduction act passed a credit for electric vehicles and that credit is for up to $7,500 for electric vehicles that were purchased in 2022. And that's all I have today. You know, I will say that if you think you need help with your taxes, be sure to hire a professional. Uh, and if you have any specific tax questions that you want to ask, you can always reach out to me at contact at corneliusdavisjr.com. As always, I thank you all for tuning in. Have a great week. When it comes to taking your finances to the next level, surrounding yourself with like-minded people provides a tremendous boost. Being able to share ideas, receive encouragement, and leverage opportunity increases your chances of financial success. I created the Personal Economy Community to provide a virtual location for people to connect with others on similar financial journeys. If you're interested in improving your finances in any way, the Personal Economy Community is the place you want to be. That's personaleconomy.com. Personal, E-C-O-N-O-M-E dot com.